On a sunny October morning, I called to make a hotel reservation for an upcoming weekend. And at the end of my call, the agent asked me, Mr. Harry, would you like to receive a $200 Hilton voucher and 10,000 Hilton honors points? Ha! Does a zebra cake have stripes? Sign me right on up. So the agent transferred me to another agent who told me what a wonderful customer I have been. And she offered me a free getaway to Orlando, Las Vegas, or Myrtle Beach. Now, we already lived in Orlando. Don't really want to go to Vegas. So Myrtle Beach it is. This has never happened to me before. We had just reached silver status with Hilton, so I thought this had to do with moving up in the Hilton world. I got back to the office, opened my email, and saw the message from Hilton Grand Vacations for our exciting Myrtle Beach getaway. This was all too good to be true, a grand vacation. I've taken vacations, but never a grand vacation. And as I read down through the email, I saw these words near the bottom of the email. Tour details. Tour date. Tour time. Oh, wait a minute. What tour? We're just going to get away. That's when I found out why they were so kind to me. They were setting us up for a timeshare tour in Myrtle Beach. Timeshare tours were a little bit like Bigfoot to me. I've heard of them, but I've never actually seen one. I just wanted to get away from the cold and from the busy for a weekend and recharge, but that was not to be. They scheduled our timeshare tour at 9 a.m. the morning after we arrived. So I did my homework. Hey, Google, how do you say no to a timeshare? And I searched for secrets timeshare reps don't want you to know. I really didn't want to buy, but I really didn't want to be rude either. So I prayed that God would help me to be kind and yet firm. I just wanted to rest. And I thought if we could get a good night's rest and I could have a good devotion, I could be kind, but I could be firm to the sales rep. And then at four o'clock in the morning, we were awakened by a herd of humans talking. It sounded like somebody turned their TV up as loud as it could possibly go. Andrea and I couldn't sleep. She went over to the window and it was even louder at the window. So I went down the hall to the window at the end of the hall and that's when I heard everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the running of the Myrtle Beach Marathon. Runners, we're going to give you some instructions and the race will begin with the firing of a cannon. They're going to fire a cannon at four in the morning? Who are these people? I'll tell you more about them and more about our timeshare tour right after this. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You are listening to LJ Harry, and you are listening to A Heaven to Gain on Simplify. We had accidentally booked our restful getaway on the same weekend as the running of the Myrtle Beach Marathon. So that morning, we dragged our wearied, restless selves out the door, got breakfast, and I thought, if we can just keep the girls with us, the sales rep is going to get restless with our restless children who didn't get much rest and is going to let us go early. But would you know they have a kids play area in the sales room? Thank you very much. We walked into a wide open meeting room, people everywhere. We sat down at one of the round tables with our sales rep and started off with small talk. All right, so uh, what do you guys do and where are you from? What's the weather like there? What brings you to Myrtle? When he started asking these questions, I knew we were on a one-way road to a sales pitch. So, Mr. Harry or LJ, can I call you LJ, LJ? How much do you spend on a vacation? I told him. Our budget was low, so low. I thought that would get us off the hook. It didn't. Then I gave him every reason this isn't right for us. Well, sorry, but we'd rather be in Gatlinburg, not Myrtle Beach. No offense, Myrtle Beach. 
we already get to travel and preach all over the United States. That very year, I was scheduled to preach in L.A., also scheduled to preach in British Columbia. So thanks, but we don't need a vacation plan to travel. We prefer cabins to hotels anyways because kids run up and down the hotel halls at 6 a.m. We're not really beach people. I don't like cannons. I thought at least one of those reasons would put us out of the running for a sale, but he had a reason why for every reason I had why not. But my mind and my wallet were closed before we even arrived on site. But I must admit, as he continued to share the benefits of being a timeshare owner, he started to sway me a little. It started to make some sense, but I still wasn't budging. So he asked me, LJ, when you preach, don't you want people to listen to you with an open mind? And I told him, well, sure, but everybody wants to go to heaven. Not everybody wants to own a timeshare. Then he said, You wait and make your decision at the end. You just wait until you see the view. He tried to sell us at every angle. It's a financial investment. Think about your kids. In 20 years, everybody's going to own one of these. You don't want to be left out, do you? My customers come back and they tell me they're so glad they bought. Finally, after all the whys we should buy and all the reasons we can't possibly pass up this opportunity of a lifetime, he showed me how much it would cost. Now, I had an idea, but I had no idea. I saw the price tag. I literally laughed out loud. He did not laugh. He thought it was a great deal. We would be foolish to walk away. We should sign up right away. Then he took us across the street and all the way up to the 20th floor of Hilton Grand Vacations Club, where the balcony practically kissed the sand right there on Myrtle Beach. And he said, this can be yours. You can wake up in the morning, grab your cup of coffee, sit on your balcony, and watch the dolphins play in the surf right in your backyard. So after all the reasons why we should, and then taking us up to the 20th floor of the beachfront balcony view so we could see the ocean from our very own hotel suite, we decided to walk away. (laughs) But his greatest argument during that grueling 150-minute-long presentation was... Think about it, LJ, when you're up there in Ohio in February, when it's 10 below zero and snowing 12 inches, wouldn't it be wonderful to know you have a place in warmer, wonderful, beautiful Myrtle Beach you can come and call home? Well, yeah, sure, that would be nice, but I can't afford oceanfront of Myrtle Beach. But I have something so much better, something so much more beautiful. We have a place Jesus has prepared for us. It's a place called heaven. We will one day call home. Salesy Salesorton just knew we would cave in and sign up if he could get us to see the view. If he could get us 20 floors higher than we were and look out over the Atlantic, he knew I would mortgage the house, sell both cars and one kidney if I could just see the view. I wish I could get you to see the view. If I could walk you through heaven's holy halls and down its golden street, everybody listening to this episode would want to sign up, but I've not been there yet. I haven't seen the view. I have to rely on the brochure. But I don't really think I need to sell you on heaven. That's like trying to sell Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego on fire extinguishers. (laughs) That would be a yes. But I do want to remind the people of God who spend your days worrying about terminal illness and term papers, about high gas and grocery prices, about health care that you don't know if you can even get. I've come to remind you we have been born again unto a lively hope, and that hope is heaven. Heaven has already been prepared and paid for with the precious blood of Jesus. You don't have to mortgage the house and sell both cars and a kidney. 
And you could search the Bible brochure from now till Jesus comes, and you won't find any small print you'll wish you would have read more carefully. Heaven is perfect, just like God prepared it. Listen to the words of the one who saw it for himself. The Apostle John had been sentenced to die on the prison island of Patmos just for being a follower of Jesus, and that crime cost him his freedom and nearly cost him his life. While on that prison island, God pulled back the curtain on this earth and took John higher to see the view. And John wrote, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. John saw heaven and said it was beautiful, breathtaking, gorgeous, like a bride who wears her best gown on her wedding day to look the very best for her husband. Heaven is breathtaking, and heaven is a gift from God for his bride, the church. Heaven is heaven because God especially prepared it for the people he has redeemed. God is heaven's architect and God is heaven's builder. Our perfect God designed and built a perfect place for an imperfect people who would be purchased by his perfect sacrifice. Then John recorded what he heard, and it wasn't a cannon at four in the morning. John heard a loud voice cry out, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God did not build heaven for us while he relaxes in his summer home a million miles across the Milky Way. God dwells in heaven. When we get to heaven, we're going to be with Jesus, and Jesus is going to be with us. I'm so thankful for this born-again experience where God's Spirit dwells in me. I wouldn't trade it for anything on this earth, not even for box seats to the Buckeyes. But I am looking forward to upgrading this experience where I have never seen His face and I have never heard His voice audibly. But in heaven, we're going to see Him as He is. We're going to be changed. We're going to be like Him. The one we sing about here, we will see there. And so shall we ever be, never to be parted from the Lord. I used to hope heaven is a bottomless buffet of mushroom pizza and Mountain Dew, but now I don't even care if there are generic cornflakes. What will make heaven heaven is the presence of Almighty God. One songwriter wrote it well, all its beauty and wonders I'm longing to see, but Jesus will be what makes it heaven for me. Everyone in heaven will be there because they made God their God on earth. Every neighbor on your million-mile mansion line Golden Street will be a child of God. There will be no debates, no arguing, no philosophizing over who God is or even if God is. Our students will never again be ridiculed by peers or professors for believing in a God we cannot see with our eyes or have not heard audibly with our ears. Heaven is perfect and more pure than we could possibly imagine. Heaven will be pure because nothing that causes pain will be found there. There will be no death there, no sorrow, nor crying, no pain. The things that break your heart will not be there. No hospitals, no handicaps, no final exams, no potholes, no long lines, not even $3 a gallon gasoline. No job layoffs, no blazing sun, no stinging rains, no biting wind. No sickness, no cemeteries, no nursing homes, no funeral homes. No famine, no fighting, no gangs, no violence, no drug addiction, no alcohol abuse, no rehab centers, no divorce. No broken homes, no child abuse, no child neglect, no terrorism, no bombing, no wars, not even a rumor of wars. The gates that surround heaven will not even be locked. They won't even be shut because the things that make us afraid here will not be there. There will be no sin for the former things have passed away. 
In fact, Revelation 21 declares nothing that defiles, nothing sinful will be allowed to enter there. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. On this day, I am homesick for a place I've never been before. But I have been born again into a lively hope. And there is a heaven to gain. And one day at the coming of the Lord, this hope we call heaven, we will one day call home. So maybe you're new to faith and you're wondering, wow, this sounds so good, too good to be true. How do I sign up? Where do I sign up? How much is this going to cost? Well, the apostle Peter told us how to get to heaven. We are born again unto a lively hope. We don't make our reservation for heaven just by joining a church or praying a prayer to accept Christ into our heart. We must be and we get to be born again. We are born sinners But no sin will enter heaven, so we must be born again. And Jesus taught us how to be born again. We come to God with all of our sins and missteps and mistakes, and we tell him, God, I'm so sorry for all the things I have done, all the sin in my past. I want to be right with you. I want to live for you. I want to turn from sin, turn toward you. That's called repentance. When we tell God we're sorry for our sins, then we turn from our sinful ways and turn toward God. We've repented. Then the Bible commands us to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ because his name is the only name that can save us and baptism in Jesus' name is the only power that washes our sins away. Search all through your New Testament of the Bible and you will find nobody in the New Testament after Calvary who was baptized in any other way than the name of Jesus Christ. And once we're empty of sin and self, it is God's will and plan to fill us with his spirit, the gift of his Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with his Holy Spirit, just like they were in the book of Acts, we will speak in another language, in another tongue, just as they did in the book of Acts, as a supernatural sign that the Spirit of God is living inside of us. And that same Spirit will quicken us when Jesus comes back. Thank God for this glorious, lively hope we have of heaven. I'd like to pray for all of you who maybe are not yet ready, but want to be. I want to pray that God would touch you today, lead you to a place of repentance, lead you to the waters of baptism, lead you to be filled with the gift of his Holy Spirit. If you're not ready, he wants you to be. And for others, I want to pray that God would help you to look higher, that God would help you to see just a glimpse of the view and remind yourself while you're struggling or slogging through the days on this earth, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We have a hope of heaven. Lord, I love you today. Thank you for this wonderful place you have prepared for us. This place called heaven will one day call home. I thank you. For all those who are listening who have never been born again yet, God, I pray you would touch their hearts today. Let this episode be one that ministers to them and draws them close to you. Lead all of us to a place of repentance where we can cleanse our hearts once again through your precious blood and allow you to forgive us for what we have done or said or thought and help us, Lord, to be right with you. For those who have never been baptized, God, lead them to the waters of baptism in your precious name, Jesus, that their sins could be washed away. They could enter this covenant relationship with you and then fill them, I pray, with the gift of your Holy Spirit, just as you filled me, just as you filled so many in the scripture and so many in our day. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Do it all for your glory and help every one of us to lift our eyes higher than where we are and see where we're headed. God, thank you for this glorious, wonderful hope of heaven. 
Help us to live every day ready for that day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Simplify listeners. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Be sure to click subscribe and share, and you'll never miss an episode, and nobody you care about will ever miss an episode either. Share it with them. Let's share the hope of heaven with as many as we possibly can before we get there. I want to thank you once again for tuning in from all around the world and all over these United States and Canada. We have our winner for the month of June. The state of North Dakota had the highest amount of episode downloads in the month of June. So congratulations to the Rough Rider State, also known as the Flickertail State. I'm sure there's a story there. Congratulations, North Dakota. And of course, coming in around the world, not just the United States, but around the world, Australia had the largest episode count outside of these United States in the month of June. So thank you, North Dakota. Thank you, Australia, for tuning in to Simplify. Thank you, all of you, for making Simplify part of your devotional life. Be sure to pick up a couple resources. There are a couple books I've written. One's called Simplify, a devotional that launched this podcast. The other is 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. If you're wondering what it meant for them, what it means for us, 10 Words will tell you. Pick both of those up at PentecostalPublishing.com or Amazon. And 10 Words is available also on Audible. And just a little teaser, I am working on a third book. It's a book on the Beatitudes. So hopefully you'll get to enjoy that as soon as it gets written and edited and designed and published. Next week, I cannot leave this series alone without telling you that yes, there is a heaven to gain, but also there is a hell to shun. I want to share that with you next week, and I'm kind of looking forward to sharing that with you just to let you know that God has given us a choice, heaven or hell. I am looking forward to telling you that story. And Always look forward to walking closer with our Jesus as we walk through Simplify.